The Washington Wizards win their fourth consecutive game. Hasn't happened in three entire years. All that needs to be said in a 118-111 win against the Portland Trailblazers is 64 points, 16 assists, 18 rebounds, and 27-44 shooting for 61%. Guys, that doesn't sound like a duel where one of them has to be freed. That sounds like a duel that is dynamic. Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's talk about one of the most explosive scoring duos in the NBA. Guys, the Washington Wizards pull off their fourth consecutive win versus the Portland Trail versus 118 to 111. And guys, outside of the Nets games, it was one of the most fun games to watch. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal were damn near flawless. Like I said in the intro, they were outstanding. 64 points and they only made two threes. And I think they were both made by Bradley Beal. But Russell Westbrook did great. He kept his discipline tonight and didn't really shoot. Uh, that means he shot one three. Yes. And Beal went two of eight. Guys, this is a duo in the modern NBA that scored 64 points and only made two three-pointers. I just want that to sink in. Think about that. In the modern NBA, a duo scores 60-plus with only two threes. And not only that, they did that while shooting a combined 61% from the field. The efficiency was outstanding. Russell Westbrook stats. The, the West Wolf, 27 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, 11 of 17 from the field for 64%. He kept his discipline. He took one three. His cotton shot midi were on tonight. And it's so funny how Westbrook fans, we will always say, he just needs to be able to hit his cotton shot. He just got to be able to hit his midi. If he can do that four or five times a game, you cannot stop him. Well, he was hitting the one-legged fadeaway. He was hitting the fadeaway in the lane. He was hitting his cotton shot. He was hitting his bank shot. You cannot stop Russell Westbrook if he is making those shots. He loves the mid-range game, and he loves to go to the rack. See, that's the thing. People don't understand about Westbrook fans. We know he can hit a three, somewhere between 30 and 33%. But even we would much rather him take those only when he absolutely has to. So I'm very happy about the discipline he showed in this game. Because those Westbrook fans, we were wondering what happened to that discipline. Because we saw that discipline December through March of last season. In Houston. He seemed to have lost it a little bit when he got here. So we were happy to see it return. But he shot. I was 11 of 17 from field. He was outstanding. Some of his passes. Look, it says I think Russell Westbrook had seven turnovers in this game. I know I said last pod. Turnovers are turnovers. 
I'm not even going to talk about them. I mean, let me look. Robin Lopez. Okay. So we're going to skip to Robin Lopez. Let's be fair. He made a difference in this game because Wagner could not do anything with Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor is an underrated center. He was outstanding alongside Russell Westbrook and OKC. He is an offensive big. That's what he is. And he's a rebounding, offensive rebounding big. Mo Wagner couldn't touch him. Lynn couldn't touch him. Lopez came in. He at least made it difficult for him. Lopez came in and he rebounded the ball. Robin Lopez had 11 rebounds in this game. So he had 11 rebounds. Westbrook had 11 rebounds. I will give him that. He came. It was very situational. Because you guys know I don't like Robin Lopez on the floor of Russell Westbrook at the same time. All too often I see him dumping into the post because Lopez is just standing in the lane. Can't drive that way. But I will give him that. He came in. He made it tough for Cantor. And he rebounded the doggone basketball, which we needed. But guys, I can't say that most of those turnovers for Russell Westbrook are not in, or were not Lopez. They were definitely Lopez. That look, Lopez, I mean, watching him try to catch a Russell Westbrook pass is like surely him trying to catch a grease pig. I mean, like seriously. I mean, it's it's hard to watch him try to catch and hold on to a Westbrook pass. <laughs> I mean, it's just so bad. And then when he do catch it, he bring it all the way down to his feet to get it stripped. I just don't understand. I just don't. I I don't get that. Offensively, he hurts so much. And I know he got his little hook shot he does. But if it comes to catching a pass and finishing, man, can he not do that? Russell Westbrook probably have 15 assists. And he probably wouldn't have, he probably have two or three turnovers maybe. Maybe four, and we'd be satisfied. So, but hey, he he did do his job. He went out there, he did it. He was a team high plus 25, and that's because he was able to stop the bleeding on the offensive rebounds. It was especially important in the minutes where Russ was sitting. He was in there to rebound the basketball. Uh, but, you know, he had 10 points, 11 rebounds, two steals, one block, two assists, you know, he was he's four or six from the free throw line. You know, he played 20 minutes. He had a good night. He had a good night. He just can't freaking catch. I, I said it on Twitter. I mean, if he had to catch a Westbrook pass to save his life, he would surely die. That's how bad he is at catching that. But I'm going to leave Lopez alone. Now, we talked about Westbrook. Westbrook was outstanding, guys. That game was damn near flawless. Beautiful playmaking, beautiful shot selection. He got his re- he had one rebound in the first quarter, and Enos Cannon was killing us. And I know it's so unfair. I, some Westbrook fans got on me. They did, and I respect my fellow Westbrook fans. Some of them got on me and said, "Well, my goodness, how come he can do everything right? He got one rebound, and that's the something you point out." No, I said Westbrook was playing flawless even in the first quarter. I even pointed out that the broadcasters didn't. He had five assists in the first quarter, and broadcasters just didn't really make that a big point, which is outstanding. I mean, you guys realize that that means he was on track to score to, to get 20 assists if Lopez could finish? I did say that. 
But they got on me and I understand because you mean to tell me that our 6'3 point guard is getting critiqued by the West Wolf podcast because he got one rebound in the quarter. Guys, I know I'm a Westbrook fan too. But we all know like he got to go rebound the basketball in this squad. One rebound, one enough. But I get it. They got on me. I love you, Westbrook fans. Y'all got on me. Now let's move to the great Bradley Beal. 37 points, three assists, seven rebounds, six of 27 from the field for 59%. He was also very, very good. Uh, It says Bradley Beal had five turnovers. I mean, again, people can't catch. I'm not sure how many of them were for him. I know a ton of them were a part of Westbrook's turnover count. But we're just going to say, hey, these guys played outstanding as a duo. The bigs of the Washington Wizards couldn't catch tonight. But Bill also had two steals. So he played very, very well. Uh, he definitely took things home uh, in the third quarter. He got into some foul trouble. I was very upset about that. He even picked up a tactical, I believe. Uh, but he gathered himself, um, and he took care of business in the third and fourth quarter. And and I'm not, I'm not upset with him at all. Uh, I know some people think he took some poor shots, um, and I think that's true. But look, our closers are Westbrook and Beal, and I will be honest. I don't want the ball in anyone else, any anyone else's hands in the fourth quarter. He took care of business. Yeah, man, Russ. Their fourth quarter stats to me were outstanding, and I'm happy with it. I live and die with it. Uh, but he was also very efficient. He was 2 or 8 from 3, so he didn't have the best three-point shooting night, um, but he was still very, very, very good outside of that. Uh, also, Westbrook was uh, 5 or 7 from the free throw line tonight. Uh, Beal was 3 or 4 for 75%. Hey, I mean, look, with the way he's been shooting free throws lately, um uh, we're going to take Russell Westbrook shooting 71% from the free throw line. So I want him to get it back up there into the 80s. Like he's been for his career except for the last four years. Uh, we will see. Uh, all right, Garrison Matthews. He played 12 minutes. He was 2 of 2 from the field. He hit his only three-pointer. Um, again, he was a lot of hustle. Uh, Rui Hachimura, 5 of 12 from the field. 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He made it to the free throw line as much as Bradley um, I'm sorry, as much as Westbrook did. Uh, Westbrook shot seven free throws. So that was good to see from him. Um, he had seven rebounds, three steals, uh, and only one turnover. He was a plus 11 on the night. Uh, I thought Rui uh, played a uh, a good all-around game. Um, there were spots he was lost defensively, so I don't want to say he played outstanding. Uh, he had a good overall overall game. Uh, Mo Wagner played 11 minutes, three or six from the field. Look, he... he he just couldn't do anything with Enos Canner. And so that's his uh he's gonna have to get into the weight room. Uh, that's two times he couldn't take care of Jokic and he couldn't take care of Enos Canner. Look, you got him beat, and I get it. He went on to the West Coast and there's some bigs over there he can't handle. But even in the East, you've got Joel and Bead, uh, things like that. So he's gonna have to try and he's gonna have to bulk up just a little bit uh so he can handle some of those bigs down there. Uh, and also be a little bit more disciplined. But Davis Bertans, the Latvian laser, 
Um, he struggled tonight. His legs weren't quite there. Uh, a lot of them kind of short. Uh, it was two of nine from the field, two of eight from three. But he hit two very important threes throughout the game. Uh, I was happy about that. They were timely. Although he didn't shoot well, I have to give them that. He made a couple when the Wizards really needed them. Uh, he also had five rebounds. Uh, and he had he was a plus 11 on the night, so that's good. Um, we already talked about Lopez. Neto played 24 minutes. He wasn't great. However, after I uh, kind of got on him about some defensive lapses he had in the third quarter that allowed for Damian Little to just shake loose uh, in the third, he erupted for over 20 points. Um, he played a lot better defense on him in the fourth when he was out there. Uh, so I do want to give him that. Uh, Little kind of ate him up. Uh, it was like that three Little made on him at the half where he just raised up and shot over Neto because Neto's, you know, he's small. Uh, usually Dame has to step back on those threes because it's someone taller than him because Dame is not a big player either. He was able to just raise over Neto and shoot that three. And I think, I mean, his eyes just got wide open <laughs> after that. And when he saw Neto, he saw blood. Um, but then Neto really, really closed his space really well. Uh, didn't give him the space to get that shot off after that, after uh, after the third. And uh, he did really well, and I wanted to give him that. Um, so, guys, overall, it was a really great game from everyone. The defense at times was very, very good. Oh, very good. I want to talk about the defense. There were times where they were switching correctly. I can see them like yelling at each other, you know, speaking, talking, talking it out, talking out the switches, talking out the rotations. And then there were other times I just didn't rotate at all. Now, I want to say this. Bertans and Rui sometimes extremely overhelped off the weak side. And that's why they're giving up those open three-pointers. They're helping like very far, like all the way to the basket. So they're low. They're the low guy guarding the opposite corner. But the ball's on the opposite, it's on the strong side. And they're helping way too far. And the opposing guards know it. They take a couple of dribbles towards the lane and skip past it to the corner or above the break on the opposite, on the weak side. And they're just standing wide open. They can't get up there that fast. Can't travel faster than the ball if you're that far off. Um, so that was uh, a big problem and that's been a problem all season long, but because it is continuous, it, I don't know if it's them making a defensive IQ mistake or if that is by design by Scott Brooks, because it's happened all season, but it was glaring both games versus the Blazers. They're looking for that. Unfortunately, uh, for them, uh, Gary Trent Jr., you know, he wasn't on fire on fire like he was the last time. He's 4 of 11, which is still pretty good. But, I, man, I can't even remember what he shot the last time. Like, he didn't miss a shot the last time they played the Portland Trailblazers. But definitely in spots, the defense was outstanding. I was very, very proud of it. But, guys, right now I'm going to pay the bills. I've got a few questions from Twitter followers that I want to answer. But before I do that, I do want to say one more thing, guys. This duo will work. I'm so sick. Of, and the thing is, is that I'm not exactly sure if it's coming inside the Wizards-Westbrook uh, relationship we have going on here. But I just want to say, this duo is going to work. You've seen it versus the Nets. You just saw it again. Look, what Russell Westbrook is recovering from an injury. 
as well as trying to figure out this team and how he can maximize everyone and then himself. So I want you guys to make no mistake. Westbrook is pass first, and he has been all season. That's why he had five rebounds in the first, or said five rebounds, I'm sorry, five assists in the first quarter. I think four points. That's why. He is trying to figure out how do I maximize all of my teammates and then myself. So 27 games in, he may be starting to figure it out because even last game, he didn't shoot well, but his playmaking was masterful. Tonight, he shot well and his playmaking was masterful. Bill is going to get his because he was getting his before Westbrook got there. Westbrook's job with him is to make his easier. And he has. For the most part, Russell Westbrook last night versus the Portland Trailblazers, I mean, he was passing Beal the ball, open threes, passing Beal the ball, cutting to the basket, show passing it to him. All he has to do is catch it, lay it up. Now, is he making a tough layup? Yes. But when he does that, you're not having to see Bradley Beal maneuver his way through four or five defenders just to be able to put up a mid-range shot. That exerts a lot of energy. He does that when Westbrook is sitting. But Russell Westbrook is starting to figure out how to get him to have easier time scoring while Russ and him are on the floor together. That is his job. It takes time to build that chemistry. So no, he wasn't going to have the chemistry of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant right off the bat. They weren't going to have the chemistry of John Wall and Bradley Beal right off the bat. Because those people played together for years. So yes, guys, it's taking time. Who would have thought? That's how I'm watching the mesh. It's not just about the 64 points and the rebounds and the assists and the shooting percentage. All of that stuff is great. What I am watching is how easy is our point guard, the West Wolf, the great, one of the greatest playmakers of all time. How is he making it easier for particularly Bradley Beal? And then I say, and what is he doing for the other teammates? Guys, he's giving Rui easy ones. I mean, he's driving to the basket. He's finding him. Or he's ha- or Rui's running the floor and Russ is passing it up to him. All he has to do is catch it and dunk it. See, those things make it easier for those players. Next thing you look up, you're like, oh my gosh. I mean, Rui has 17 points. I wonder why. He's catching and shooting threes. Russ Russell drives, finds him, kicks it. And see, that's something I've never understood about Westbrook haters. Let me tell you guys. Let me talk to you. We know. You and I know. The second Westbrook haters see Westbrook put together a string of positive games on efficient shooting, we know the first thing they're going to say is they're going to look at passes per team. 
That's the dumbest argument that I have ever heard. I don't understand the thought process of. Well, the Westbrook team is they're in the bottom 10 of the league of passes. Why the heck would I take 20 seconds and seven passes to get the same shot my point guard can get you in four seconds with one pass? That doesn't make any sense. Then they throw analytics out the window. All of a sudden, analytics doesn't matter because that doesn't make any sense. Because if I can get more possessions and more shots because Russ can get me the same shot in one pass in four seconds, then I get more possessions. I can score more points. But that's when they throw analytics out the window. Well, you guys only have a certain amount. But why would I take seven passes and 20 seconds to score if I can get the same shot in a fourth of the time? Doesn't make any sense. And you're seeing that with Bradley Beal. It is one screen. And sometimes Russ now, he's not even needing a screen, which is pretty to watch. Blows past this guy or backs down this guy, gets into the lane, and then there are people wide open everywhere. At one point, I was watching the game and my wife, which, by the way, Lexi is really good at basketball knowledge, too. Um, very, very good. And she tells me, pause it. So I pause the TV. And I think it was the second quarter where Russ had the ball in the corner. The left corner. And literally all five players were shaded to him. And he didn't even dribble. He just held the ball. And then he skipped past it. I think it was to Bertans. Uh, it might have been Denny. It was one of them. I forget. Um, shoot, it might have been Rui. But he skips passes it. Like he kind of floats, skip passes it. And it makes it to the opposite side. And the person shoots a three and they make it. I forget who it was. And she says, pause it. I pause it. And literally, it was like five on one. No one, Bill was sitting. No one else was really guarding anyone else. He just held the ball, skipped past it, across the, all the way across court to above the break on the weak side, catches it, shoots three, nails it. I, it's just beautiful basketball to watch. It took one pass. One. Why would you do seven passes in 24 in 20 seconds to get the same shot? That just never made sense to me. Never made sense to me. He is making it easier for Bertons. I think it was Garrison Matthews. That's who it was. He's making it easier for Matthews. He's making it easier for Bertons. He's making it very easy for Rui. And he's making it easier for Beal. Watch Beal when Westbrook is sitting and then watch him when Westbrook is in. Watch. Sometimes it looks like Bill isn't even open. And then somehow they've got this thing between these each other already in 27, however many games we've played now. And somehow he's like passed open. It's like he can't go under the screen, over the screen. Sometimes somehow he's Bill slips his body and Russ passes it through three defenders right to Bill, like right on the on free throw line. And Bill just wiggles his way to the basket, lays it up. Doesn't even look like he's open. And see, that's the beauty of Westbrook. Guys, he's going to try passes no one else tries. He is. Does that mean some of them, he'll turn, them over, turn it over? Yes. But it's because he's going to try things no one else is going to try. He's going to try to fit it in that window. That's why it's so infuriating that Lopez can't freaking catch. <laughs> like... Because it makes it seem like he's completing less of those. 
Lopez, you're at the basket. Dunk the damn basketball. Stop trying to lay it in there. He did dunk the last two games, though. I can give Lopez that. He didn't dunk all of those, though. And here's the thing I want to give Beal. Other than when Westbrook is sitting, Beal is letting Westbrook run the point. And Westbrook is a point guard. I know people say, well, he's not really a point guard. Yes, he is. He's just dynamic. It's like because he's so dynamic, people want to give Westbrook the credit that he is a point guard. Oh, make no mistake. He is a point guard. He's just more dynamic than yours. Wesley Westbrook is just the most amazing point guard. And the thing is, they say he doesn't have basketball IQ. Watch Westbrook make decisions. Watch Westbrook pass the ball to Bill and say, three seconds, three seconds. He's just standing in the lane. Three seconds. That's working referees. Chris Paul is, is glorified for it. Chris Paul's great. This is not a Chris Paul hate statement. I'm just pointing it out. Chris Paul is glorified for working referees, talking about untucked jerseys, but Westbrook is vilified for the same thing because his personality is a little bit different on the court. I've watched Westbrook bounce the ball and shade himself to the right, knowing that it'll move the defense and Beal or Rui can make the cut. That's basketball IQ that no one's even thinking about. But yes, does he get caught gambling when he's off ball? Yes. He does. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have basketball IQ. That means he made a mistake. That's his thing is he gets the ball watch because he wants the steal. But, you know, I'm going to stop going to my diatribe about Russell Westbrook. This is a West Wolf podcast about Russell Westbrook, but it's also a Wizards podcast. But I just want to tell everyone a little bit about Russell Westbrook. He's a point guard. He's just dynamic. He's a playmaker. He's here to make it easier, and he has been pass first all season long. And even last night, he can do it if he's efficient and his midi is dropping. If his midi is dropping, he can go 11 of 17 and still have double-digit assists. Westbrook could have had 20 assists tonight. Let's get to everyone's questions. Look, guys, I, I know I had to go on my diatribe there. I hope you guys liked it. Let's get to these Twitter questions. All right, right here I got Brody Facts. At Brody Facts, is the Wizards team defense sustainable and why? Uh, bro, thanks for the question, man. I also appreciate you. I love conversing with you on Twitter, definitely. Uh, great basketball mind, man. Um, I do think that it is a sustainable. The reason being is I think what pushed them into better defense was the rotation the starting lineup changing to Mo Wagner and Garrison Matthews and even if they only play 15 to 20 minutes a night they start off with that energy that fire that oozes throughout the team um so I think as long as that is the starting lineup they should be fine because that's where they're getting that energy from I also think it's sustainable because they're not outstanding for 48 minutes they're really good in spots and that's something that's usually sustainable if they were just playing lockdown defense the last four games with the same personnel, I kind of say, eh, I don't think that's going to sustain. Now, because they're just they're doing it very well in spots, uh, I do think that they'll be able to maintain that. 
Um, now, they have a test uh, tomorrow, Monday, uh, versus the Lakers. I have no idea who's going to guard LeBron James. They're probably going to try Rui, which scares the heck out of me. Um, I just think LeBron's too strong uh, and crafty. Uh, and I don't think Rui has the best defensive discipline. Um, but I get it. He's he's long. Uh, got a long body. Uh, and he also is the one who gets chosen to guard Kevin Durant. So it makes the most sense. I'm hoping he surprises me. He's worse off ball than he is on ball. He's not terrible. He's not bad on ball. He just, uh, he's young. You know, he gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar, uh, things like that. And if he's off ball, LeBron James will run and cut. Uh, he can embarrass us that way. But yes, I do think them being very good in spots is sustainable. Uh, that's a great question because I get uh, a lot of people talking about the defense. So I'm glad you asked that. It's not something I even thought about uh, saying on the podcast. So I appreciate it, man. All right. Wayne Cole asks at King underscore Ote, how far do you see the Wizards finishing as a seed? What does it say for a team of their caliber to be two and O versus the Nets? Um, <laughs> that's the, okay, so your first question was, I appreciate the question, man. Thank you. Um, how far do I see them finishing as a seed? So right now, the Wizards. So right now, the Wizards are the 13th seed in the Eastern Conference at 10 and 17. But they're one and a half games out of 10th, and they are two and a half games out of 8th, and three games out of 7th. So uh, Chicago, New York. No, I'm sorry, I said Chicago. Charlotte and New York are seven and eight seeds. Toronto six. Look, here's the thing, guys. Statistically, I think the Wizards can finish anywhere between the six and last seed, depending on how the rest of the season goes. But they can finish as high as the sixth seed, in my opinion, which would be where Toronto is now. Um, but that depends on what Toronto does. Realistically, I think that they can get to the seven or eight seed at, at their max. I, I don't know if they can get that six C where Toronto is. I wouldn't put it completely out of the question, but I do think they can get to seven or eight. I really, really do. Um, and I don't think that's far fetched. They actually look better the last four. It's not like they've gotten lucky the last four games. I think that they've actually gotten better the last four games. And I think it is particularly the starting of Mo Wagner and Garrison Matthews. It just makes the most sense. So I do think they can get up there to that seven or eight seed. And maybe depending on what Toronto does, because they Toronto hasn't been great, but they haven't been terrible. Maybe they can sneak to the six, depending on the rest of Toronto Raptors roster or uh, um, their schedule. Uh, that was a good question, man. Uh, next thing he said was, what does it say for a team of their caliber to be 2-0 and versus the Nets? So here's the thing. <laughs> it helps because what is the one thing the Wizards can do every single night? Score with the best of them. And because the Brooklyn Nets just don't play defense, it's really... Well, who's going to score the more points? The part that's crazy is, is that this means that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are scoring less than Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. 
But what did I say? Go back and listen to my podcast. I said the most dynamic backcourt in the NBA right now is probably Bill and Westbrook. And everybody thought I was crazy because Russ Westbrook was injured at the beginning of the season. I still stick by that because McCollum's hurt. And the McCollum and CJ or McCollum and uh, Dame, they're dynamic. But I think Beal is better than. I think Beal and Dame are comparable, but I think Russ is better than McCollum. So, but they're like one and two, and I stick with that. So yes, the Nets have gone up against the Nets, and they have outscored Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because. Kevin Durant technically isn't a he's not a he's not a one and two punch, technically a four. Now the best duo is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the East. That is true. But Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill can score with the best of them. But here's what I'm gonna throw out. And I'm probably gonna piss everybody off, but I'm being thorough. They haven't played them with James Harden yet. So now that throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Then I got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. So that'll be interesting. I think it means something because uh, psychology means something in the NBA. And they've gone up against the Wizards and lost twice. But at the same time, it very well could be, hey, they didn't have James Harden yet. So we'll see how that turns out. Great question, man. I appreciate it. Um, how do I think any of the players can push themselves up even higher? This is from Ron at the Mellow Drama. Thanks for the question, man. Um, I think that, uh, okay, we'll start with the stars. Um, I think that Bill, he is an outstanding score, one of the best in the NBA. But I do think that he gets into times where he over dribbles. Uh, I think Bill could cut down. Uh, on some of his turnovers in in big moments, uh, if he doesn't over dribble the basketball, uh, that's really. And I think that he can be better defensively. Um, but when you're carrying a heavy offensive load, like I get it. Uh, but those are two areas I think Bradley Bill could improve. Um, Russell Westbrook, I think that he can know his personnel a little bit better. Uh, and not, I know he knows his personnel, but not try some of those passes to Lopez. And I get it. He's open. I get passing it to him. Um, but I also think Russell Westbrook has to get his handle back together. I don't care what anyone says. His handle was not that bad. It was not. I don't know if it's dislocated fingers or what, but he was not that bad. Um, his handle a few years ago was not that bad. He was never someone who was just going to dance like he's Kyrie, but his handle was not that bad. He's just misdribbling. And I think, I don't know what it is. I can't tell if he's just being careless. And so he can fix it by just taking care of the damn basketball. Or if it has something to do with, he's hurt his fingers and had surgery so many times um, that maybe it's got something to do with that. Uh, he took care of the basketball for the most part late yesterday. He had one where um, 
The guy kicked it incidentally, so they didn't call kickball. But he did kick incidentally and hit Westbrook on the leg. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it was uh, Blazers ball. But he kind of slid his foot in there as Westbrook was dribbling. Outside of that, I think he pretty much took care of the ball. So it was good to see last last night versus the Blazers. But he could kind of take care of the ball more. Uh, on, on his handles just gotten really loose. And I just can't figure out why that is yet. Um, let's see who we got. Rui, I think he can do... Um, I just want him to be more aggressive, more just be mad at the rim, go up strong. Sometimes he misses and he doesn't get points uh, when he gets those double passes from Westbrook and Beal because um, he's just not aggressive. Um, man, go up there and try to dunk on somebody, create some posters. Uh, that's how I think he could improve. And he could definitely improve defensively when he's off ball. He overhelps. He either overhelps or severely underhelps. And nothing in between. Um, so that's how I think Rui could be better. Um, uh, Mo Wagner, he just needs to get stronger. Get in the weight room, bro. Become a man. Uh, that's pretty much it for Mo Wagner. Garrison Matthews, again, he could probably get a little stronger too. Um, but, you know, that's that's about all that I could say about Garrison Matthews. Uh, Bertons. <laughs> Bertons was short a lot today, so I would say he could be better if he just, you know, step in a step. He's shooting deep. I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying, well, if you're still trying to get your legs under you, can you not be five feet behind the three-point line, please? Could you please step up? Bertons could also be better uh, with his help defense. He also overhelps. He never really underhelps. Uh, he overhelps a lot, leaving his player wide open on the wing. Um... I did Bill, I did Matthews, Westbrook, Wagner, Rui, Bertans. Uh, who else is worth? I'm not going to do anyone else. Um, you know, Lopez can freaking catch the ball. That's how he can be better. Denny, I don't know. Denny's just, he's super young. Denny just turned 20, or is he still 19? But he's just super young. So, I mean, he's just got to learn. Denny's going to be great. He's going to be great. But he just... He has, he fouls way too much. Um, he can do better there, but that's just going to come with experience. He's just really young. Um, he just has to learn. So those are how I think uh, a lot of players could um, improve themselves and, and get better. I just went through the ones that I, I thought anyone would really even care about. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. Uh, ceiling of this team from Travis at LFC Trav one uh, the ceiling is they get in there somewhere between the six and eight seed, uh, get into the playoffs. They go in there, they make some noise, they make a tougher team, and then they get uh, dumped in the first round. That's their ceiling right now. Barring any trade or any signings, that's their ceiling right now. With this team currently constructed, that's just what I think they can do. Get in there with the six or eight seed, possibly. Make noise in the first round. Make it a tough out for anyone they play. Go home, regroup for next season. I don't think if they're the 6th through 8th seed that they're beating um, anyone that would be seeded there. Um, Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. I don't, I, I don't think they can beat any of those teams four times in a series. So it's, it's nothing against Beal and Westbrook, but uh, the court shrinks in the playoffs. They allow for you to play a little bit more physical. Um, you're playing the same thing over, over, and over again. They're not going to give Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook easy ones. 
fatigue set in, frustration sets in. I just don't think they can beat another team four times because they're not going to guard anyone not named Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal outside of Davis Bertans if he's hitting his three. So I just don't, I just, that's just the ceiling that I see them getting to. Um, so uh, that's the questions I had that I wanted to answer for you guys. Thank you guys all for your questions. I appreciate you and all of your people that I talk to on Twitter. You guys got great basketball minds. I appreciate you guys so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But guys, right here, this is where I break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I know this one was long, but guys, those Washington Wizards are on a four-game win streak, first time in three years. I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you click the subscribe button. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more. If you want in-game analysis, actual videos of the Washington Wizards defense, their offense, highlights, anything, something like that, go follow my YouTube channel, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. And please, please click the like button. If you see a video you like, that helps push my video out, out even more. And please, please subscribe. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Rusper gets the chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. I appreciate you guys so much, and as always, until next time, peace.